Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the great state of Arizona, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. It is March 25th, Friday, into the 26th, Saturday of 2022, and we have an amazing show for you tonight on the broadcast. We have Brad Olson joining us, author of the Esoteric Book Series. We have our good friend and co-host Jack joining us sometime this hour. We have Stephen Crawford from Revolution Radio, The Red Pill Show. Kristan Harris from The Rundown Live. Leo Zagami, author of a number of books, his Confessions of an Illuminati series, published by Brad Olson's publishing company, CCC Publishing. And our good friend Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero. You heard me right. They're all going to be on the show tonight. And not because I'm trying to promote the secret teachings, but just because the secret teachings is a vessel, a platform, to open people's minds, to expand our perception, to expand our awareness. We've had all these radio hosts and authors and researchers on the show many, many times in the past. And they're joining us tonight not to promote their material, not to promote the secret teachings. I'm not having them on to promote myself. We're having them on tonight because, as most of you know, our good friend, Jordan Maxwell, passed away at 81 years old the other day. And people have been asking me what I thought of Jordan Maxwell and how I was taking his passing. And I don't like saying anything when someone like this passes away in the so-called radio or conspiracy or late night talk show kind of an industry because a lot of people use it as an excuse to promote themselves. And that's by no means what I'm doing. And I know that if I'm being honest, I don't need to worry about that. But I like to make sure, just like with any story we cover, any topic we cover, I like to make sure that I have all the details before I do or say anything, especially when it's something like the the death of someone close to us in the in the industry uh, and outside of the industry. You don't have to be in radio to have been inspired in some capacity by Jordan Maxwell. Even our friend last night, John Peasy, uh, the ventriloquist and the comedian and the magician, John Peasy, really great interview if you missed it. He said that he knew Jordan Maxwell, uh, not personally, but he knew of him. He was trying to actually get him on his show to interview him and uh, was very inspired by Jordan as well. And John and I were talking last night about even the word inspiration, something that is in spirit, inspirational. And that is the type of thing that Jordan Maxwell, I think, more than popularized, he obliterated the barrier to understanding language. All the people on the show tonight who are going to be joining us, I think they'll probably say something very similar. We're going to let all these great researchers and friends of ours tell you what they think of Jordan Maxwell, what their experience was, and maybe also some funny stories as well tonight on the broadcast. If you're just joining us, this is The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Find us on social media, Gab and Gitter. We're just growing a platform there, so we don't have a lot of following. But on Facebook, 
We've been there for about 10 years. Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Also my page, Ryan Gable. You can find my books, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy on our website at thesecretteachings.info. If you're listening in the free archive on our website or with the RSS feed, you can find all of that for free on the website. And you want to get rid of those annoying ads, you can subscribe to our advertisement free archive so you can stream and download the show with no ads. You get access to the montages and you get digital copies of my books as well. So it's a great deal. Weekly, monthly, and yearly options. When you support this show, you allow us to do things like bring people like Jordan Maxwell onto the broadcast as we have nine times over the years. And that allows us to bring you this kind of content to open your mind, to make you think. My mind is open just as much as yours is every night here on The Secret Teachings. My mind is expanded just as much as yours is here every night on the broadcast. We have on our website also a Jordan Maxwell archive. If you go to the website, click on free archive, you'll see Jordan Maxwell. Click on that and you'll see the nine shows we did with him. The last show December 2021, we actually called it The Secret Teachings. We talked a little bit about The Secret Teachings. And I, I think Jordan, he knew he was getting older. He knew he was getting, you know, he wasn't doing so well. He had been in and out of the hospital. And uh, he knew that this show was The Secret Teachings. And a lot of you might not know, uh, I didn't even know when I first met Jordan, that he was basically a protege of Manly Palmer Hall. I think Manly Hall more than anybody Although never got to talk to Manley Hall, never got to interview Manley Hall. You know, I'm I'm still kind of a young guy. I'm just 31. Manley Hall inspired me to do what I do, and people like Jordan Maxwell were kind of like his protege. And uh, I always loved Jordan Maxwell's work, and partly that, I think that's because I loved Manley P. Hall's work. And Manley P. Hall just gave Jordan Maxwell an immense amount of research after he uh, he passed away. And uh, whether we don't have, you know, whether we have the physical research or not is, is irrelevant. I mean, we have all the things Jordan Maxwell shared with us over the years. And uh, I'm going to play you some of that information, those interesting topics, some of that content that he shared with us right here exclusively on The Secret Teachings, things that you probably heard him say one time or another. Again, these are all things from The Secret Teachings over the years with Jordan Maxwell. I'm going to play you these clips, kind of comment on, the, um, uh, on them as we go through this. And um, again, the point of this is not to promote us. It's to be a memorial for Jordan Maxwell. And we'll have a lot of uh, these guests and friends of ours coming up to, to comment on Jordan throughout the broadcast this evening. Here's the first clip I pulled called Propaganda. The media today tries to propagandize you. But someone said a long time ago, uh, the media doesn't, oh, well, propaganda the, the word, very word and the very idea of propaganda does not deceive you. Uh, propaganda helps you to deceive yourself. And so therefore, if you're ignorant and ill-informed, that's because you wanted to be. You didn't have to be ignorant and ill-informed and taken advantage of because you didn't know what's going on. You wanted that. So that's why you are today ill-informed, unread, and don't understand how the government works or where religions come from or how the banks work or, or how your life operates. Nobody seems to know because nobody was cared to know. 
as long as everything was fine and you're watching a ball game and drinking your beer and get your full belly. You don't care about people who are starving and the, and the rest of the world. You don't care about the millions of children and women and, 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 and men who have been murdered and, and their countries overthrown and they're starving. You don't give a damn about that. As long as you got enough beer and cold beer and the television, you can watch the whole world go to hell on color TV. <laughs> I love how he concluded that statement with, you can watch the whole world go to hell on colored TV. Not just TV, it's colored TV. You know, I know people listen to Jordan, they might think Jordan's a little bit crass. He's a little bit, you know, um, negative. But I never interpreted Jordan's presentation to be crass or negative. I understood it. I really did understand it. I understood that most people are consumed by bread and circuses, or rather they consume bread and circuses, and that prevents them from going any further investigation into anything in life. I always shared that sentiment with Jordan. I never interpreted his presentations to be negative, although I understand from the outside looking in, you know, when he's talking about you got too much beer and too many drugs and all you do is watch celebrity TV and you're watching the whole world go to hell on colored TV. I understand how that can be perceived as negative, but I always kind of thought it was it was humorous in a way as well. So I always got I always got a kick out of that. Here's Jordan describing the word understanding. We actually talked about this on the broadcast last night. We talked about the word understanding. Here's Jordan breaking the word down. If you had a if for instance, if you have a two-story building, and you want to put a lot of weight on the second floor, like automobiles or printing presses or whatever, the really heavy stuff, the first thing to do is go down stairs to the first floor, get a ladder with a building inspector, and go up and remove the ceiling tiles on the first floor and look at that floor and see if it's going to hold that kind of weight before you go building on it. So what you're doing is you're standing under the foundation you're going to build on. And this is where we get the word of understanding, because you're standing under the foundation. You're standing under the foundation. Do you understand me, authority figures ask? Do you understand these rights? Do you subject yourself to that higher authority? Do you subject yourself to the expert, to the person asking you? Do you understand? And then we have things like the Holy See. You might have heard Jordan talk about the Holy See. You might think that's the Vatican. Or is it maritime law? Are they one and the same? Maritime law is called the law of the sea because the Romans knew that there were only two things on the earth that needed to have a law. The law of the land and the law of the sea. So the law of the land, we all know what that is, the law of any people that live on a particular piece of land. And so it's the will of the people is the law of the land. But the law of the sea is maritime law. And it's the, it's the law of big money. Mm -hmm. You see these mega ships, these huge, big ships going out on the sea and they're trading and so that's why it's called the law of the sea. And we say if you can't pay for your house, it's underwater. And you're birthed, and so, you're birthed in the birth canal. Yeah, right? your birth is in the birth canal. And, you're, and a woman's water breaks. That's right. Her water breaks. 
And it would be the same thing then. Tell me, I'm not crazy then, Jordan, for thinking that you can spell the C, S-E-A, in a different way. You can spell it S-E-E, and that makes me think of the Holy See or the See of Rome or the Apostolic See, the jurisdiction of the Bishop of Rome, the Pope. That is essentially another form of maritime law, is it not? The Holy See. That is correct. That's why the Pope is far more powerful than you think so, than you think. You hear words like that, Holy See, S-E-A-S-E-E. You can interchange them, and there's all all these various meanings and interpretations of these words and symbols that really run the world more than anything else. And when we don't understand them, we can be subject to things that we otherwise might not want to be subject to. Even when we use words like male and female, they don't necessarily mean what you think they mean. In the dictionary, we are no longer considered man or woman, but the dictionary says we are being considered by government to be an animal. And therefore, an animal is a male or female. And therefore, you have a male or female in your identification. We are male and female. We are masculine and feminine. We are male and female. That means that you are an animal. An animal can be a monster. And that's what the dictionary says. Male and female. I remember when we talked to Jordan about that. He was getting a little bit sicker there, so that's why his voice sounds different. Male and female. Animal. That's what it means. It's not masculine and feminine. It's male and female. It's not man and woman. It's male and female, making us akin to animals. Other words like democracy. I always like talking to Jim Mars about democracy because democracy is a mob rule. Same thing we talked to Jordan Maxwell about. Uh, the the United States is today a ninety five percent a communist empire. It's run by communists. It's a Marxist Leninist Soviet communist operation in America. And the way you can tell that is that we don't talk about spreading freedom and knowledge and wisdom. Americans talk about spreading democracy. What is a democracy? It's 35 white guys hanging one block. That's a democracy. Why? Because 35 people voted that one guy's going to die. That's the mob rule. That's mob rule. And so when you get 100 people in the street and they need and they want to kill one man, that's a democracy. That's democracy, a very dangerous thing, mob rule. Democracy is mob rule. That is, Jordan's very right. While we don't hear a lot about liberty and freedom, we hear about spreading democracy. A very, very dangerous thing. Democracy is something that's pushed in entertainment. It's pushed in politics. It's democracy, democracy, democracy. Since it's mob rule, it basically creates division. It creates this fiery resistance to anything that is good for the overall whole and focuses on what's good for the individual minority group. And that divide-and-conquer strategy has been used by military forces since the beginning of the art of war, something that maybe isn't so human 
And if it is human, might be being utilized by things that are non-human, extraterrestrial intelligences, demons. And I believe that the mess that we are in today is otherworldly. It's because we have taken the words of extraterrestrials and we are translating them into our language. And so we are buying into uh, a whole system that is being prepared for us by an extraterrestrial world. I think what we are seeing with the advent of the UFO it is my opinion that the UFO in, around the world is in fact part of the devil and his demons. The demons are the individual gods that have created these extraterrestrial vehicles to come to the earth. And they're coming to the earth to see about us. They want to see how we are reacting to what they're doing. They want to see how we are reacting. They want to they want to find out where, what we're doing and how we're doing it and why, etc. And so that's why the UFO problem is now showing up big. Maybe the aliens want to see us and maybe they institute religions to watch over us and to control us and therefore maybe the Holy See is the holy grail of extraterrestrial contact. I'm just playing around with words here, folks. But this stuff is really fascinating, especially when Jordan talks about religion, astrotheology, his favorite topic. And as I said, there was no man on a cross for the first 600 years of Christianity. It was only until after 600 years they decided to put a man on a cross for we Christians. And what about other religions like Islam, for example? Because Islam, in, in the sense of making Christianity more palpable or more, uh, more uh, understandable, I mean, Islam comes from a word, if I remember this correctly, that means to to basically kneel or to bow, to be subjugated, to, to, to be under control. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct, yes. And, of course, I mean, Catholicism as well. Catholicism essentially means uh, one. One essential program. And so when the Romans ruled the world, it became a Catholic church. Catholic means a universal, everywhere. Everywhere. Holy See. Zer, holy see, sir, perhaps. Jordan also talked a lot about corporations and how corporations use policymakers, and that's why we don't really call lawmakers lawmakers. We call them policymakers because corporations don't make laws. It has their own in-house security, and they work for the corporation. And so, therefore, we no longer have uh, freedom and we have a corporation. Well, part of a corporation, they can't make laws. Corporations don't make laws. They they can have something called their their policy. 
So when when the policy in Sears is, uh, according to their policy, you come in at 8 o'clock in the morning or 7 in the morning, you work till 4 in the afternoon, and that's not the law of God. That's not written in the Constitution. No, it's just Sears's policy. It's just the way they work. It's a corporation. Well, everybody has a different uh, corporation, so everybody has a different policy. And so uh, if you have policy in a corporation, then you have to have people at the top of the corporation, which are called policy makers. They're not lawmakers. They, they, can't, they don't have the right to create a law. It's just their policy. And Jordan used to talk about how the legal system worked, having you in court. It's all a racket. They've got you by the balls. I always loved when he talked about that kind of thing. And marriage. I always love talking to Jordan about marriage because marriage, as in the marriage contract, is a legal agreement to exchange goods, sexual intercourse, and other things with your business partner. The United States of America is U.S. of A, but U.S. citizen is a corporation. It's a privately owned municipal corporation, and you are an employee of a corporation. This is why when I see you out one night with a girl and I call you the next morning, I say, you know that girl you were with last night? Yes, you better watch out for her. She's bad company. And you say, mind your own business. Why? Because you're going to get married. She's going to be your partner. What are you talking about? Commerce, business, company, partner. You're talking about commerce. Look up the word commerce in a law dictionary. Go out of your way and do something intelligent for a change. As an American, read a dictionary. Go to the law library and read a law dictionary and look up the word commerce. It will tell you commerce is sex. S-E-X is called commerce in law. And that is an exchange of goods. Show each other the goods. What do goods usually put in? Packages, right? And you look at somebody and say, well, they've got a nice package, right? <laughs> that is language. That is the etymology. That is how we communicate, although we don't think a lot about the words that we use. Jordan also used to talk to us about other things that related to theology that were maybe a little bit different than the idea of just they're not being a man on a cross, and here's what the sun represents. He'd also talk about Peter, St. Peter, St. Peter's Basilica, Peter being Potter, the father, and Peter, Jupiter, Jupiter, Zeus, the Roman Jupiter, the Greek Zeus, king of the gods, who really was at the heart, the root of the worship of the Roman Catholic Church. Which, incidentally, eyes are interchangeables with J's. And so Zeus, B-I-U-Peter, P-E-T-E-R, becomes J-U-Peter, or Jew-Peter. So Jew-Peter is still today uh, the king of the gods. And in the Vatican today, there is a statue of the apostle Peter. Peter is Jew-Peter. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, the whole Jordan Maxwell archive is on our website for free. We've got Brad Olson, Jack, Stephen Crawford, Chris Don Harris, Leo Zagami, Clyde Lewis, all coming up tonight on the broadcast. There's a lot more after this. 
You don't want to miss it here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. Stay with us. And again, I want to thank you uh, for allowing me to be on the show, Ryan. You're not like the mindless dribble around you. And that's why nobody's going to like you. When you step out uh, of the crowd to do something important, nobody's going to want to have anything to do with you because uh, you you don't run with them and their stupidity. And that sets you apart. But that's the problem you face when you're Nikolai Tesla and Albert Einstein or anybody else on the cutting edge. The world does not want to see you succeed. They're not interested in truth. You're on a very incredibly important mission in this world as a young man to wake up and help your fellow man to wake up. It's very encouraging to me in my old age to see a young man like yourself who's not only aware and alert, but actually doing something instead of complaining and ranting and raving and go have a beer and forget about it. You're actually, as a young man, doing something. And that is not only admirable, but uh, but it's, it's, it's great to know that there are some young people in America who do have a good mind and are actually seeing what's going on and doing something about it. And that's why I'd uh, be delighted to come on your show anytime. You call me and I'll be there. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. You are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio, and I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. If you missed the first segment, we talked a little bit about our experience with the great godfather, Jordan Maxwell, played some clips from the nine times he was on The Secret Teachings. And tonight we're going to welcome, starting in this segment, going into the next two segments in the next hour, a number of different radio hosts and people that knew Jordan Maxwell who are going to talk to us a little bit about his life and some of the experiences they had with Jordan. Brad Olson, Leo Zagami, Kristan Harris, and others coming up. Right now we have Stephen Crawford, host of the Red Pill Show on Revolution Radio, also host of Fact or Theory Live. Stephen Crawford, let us know a little bit about yourself, and then tell us, what was your experience with the great Jordan Maxwell? All right. Well, as you said, I'm Steve Crawford. I am the host of the Red Pill and Factor Theory Live from Revolution Radio. It was about 11 years ago. Jordan actually saved my life. He didn't know it at the time, of course, because I hadn't talked to him yet. But I was going through some um, issues with the breakup 
with my ex and she was a she had found some guy was about to take my daughter and just run and that's when i somehow locked onto jordan's videos and he opened me up to uh, royal maritime amnesty law and all the laws and all the symbols that the elites have been using for millennia to uh keep us under tow and i managed to use that information uh really freaked out the the lawyer i talked to when i was asking questions i i kept in mind everything jordan was saying and then asked this woman if it was true and she kind of smirked and smiled and said yes that's true and i said and i'm like but you don't tell people these things do you this is the lawyer you talk to right right using and what you learned said, from jordan it, exactly exactly and she said no we we don't offer that information and i was well, why is that she wouldn't get into it so actually it was about maybe a year later <clears throat> i ran into somebody through facebook i gotta give him credit for that uh who was a friend of jordan and actually living with jordan at the time so we hooked up a call together on Skype and just started talking about, uh, we were going to do a show and we got along great. He was, of course I was into everything he was in, uh, filling me in on things I'd never heard of before, sending me places for links and sites just to do more research on the things I was already feeling that I knew. And he was like, Oh no, no, wait till you see this. And he, that, that's around the time he had just whoever it was won't name names but he had been as a lot of people know got messed over trusted the wrong people um and that's part of the reason i was so sad for a long time and especially now i had a hard time sleeping last night because jordan was such a sweet guy but there were times where you could hear and see his frustration all he wanted to do was help mankind further their education and and help us get out from underneath the boot of the forces that are trying to at, even at this point in time now destroy the world and i actually slightly envy jordan because he now gets to know he's i don't think he's going to go anywhere i've talked about this with him before i said if i ever pass i'm not crossing over i'm going to stay here and look for a psych. I'm going to find, follow the Rothschilds, follow the Rockefellers, find a good psychic and do an interview. And he laughed his butt off. He's like, Steve, I think that's exactly what I am going to do. So I went out, got myself this digital recorder yesterday, and I'm going to spend the next few days doing some experiments and see if we can't get some EVPs from uh, Jordan. How, when was your first experience? When did you get to meet Jordan? Well, I had an interview with him back in 2016. It was back in, I think it was March. I don't know, it was later in the, it was like mid, mid, middle of the year, 2016. And uh, we clicked right away. And at the end of the interview, he, I have the audio, I played it tonight. I, I, it's not about me, but he was like impressed with my show. And he gave me right. all these incredible compliments. And I was thinking, this is Jordan Maxwell complimenting me on my show the first time. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> so... We started talking after that, and, and we became friends, and I had him on the show eight more times. We had him on in December of last year, uh, which was really appropriate because this is The Secret Teachings, as you know, and mm. uh, he actually wanted to talk about The Secret Teachings because he was kind of like a protege of my favorite author, Manly P. Hall, and he, right. he told me some wild stuff 
about Manly Hall that I don't know if anybody else would have known unless they knew Manly Hall, but like good stuff. So I got to meet him in Flagstaff a couple of years ago and uh, we went out to eat. We sat in the car for, we sat in the car probably two hours and he just unloaded a bunch of stuff on me. Um, Some stuff I knew, some stuff I didn't. And he, I, I wanted to mention this tonight. I have a copy of it here. He recommended to me and he said, have you ever tell people that they should read a specific book? He said, one of the biggest books, the best books that you can find that you can read and learn a bunch of stuff you know, other than the secret teachings of all ages, is fire in the minds of men. He just kept telling me that. He's like, write it down. Because he saw I was taking a few notes. He's like, write it down. Can I see you write it down? Write fire in the minds of men. He was like, yeah, you wanted to watch you write it down. Yeah. So you, yeah. That's, that's the book. So I don't know. After that, uh, we, we talked a lot more. And then, you know, and I found out that he passed. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him, though, for his spirit, for his soul, because he, it's not that, even that he was necessarily bitter. I mean, he certainly was bitter. We all get bitter, right? But. Right. He, 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 he's done so much work, 81 years old. He did this for 60 that he deserves a break. He deserves a rest. And I'm happy for him. Exactly. And, and like I said, now he gets to know, you know, if, if there is an afterlife, he's, he's there and he's just, I'm sure he's amazed by it all. And wishing he could come back and tell us, <clears throat> I got to have him on, uh, three shows of mine. Uh, first was a red pill round table. We had, uh, Dan Willis, and Laura Eisenhower on that call as well. And he just blew everybody's mind on that talk. And then the most, I think the last one I did with him was for my show, uh, Factor Theory Live, that the people he was staying with, I was so mad. Didn't say anything. I said something to him later. It sounded like, and, and the listeners, because it was live, the listeners responded the same way. The people he was stuck staying with at the time, it's like they purposely went out of their way to just it, people were re, uh, responding. Is is he in a kitchen in a restaurant or something? It was like it was insane. And it, I felt so bad that this great man, this great person had been reduced to sleeping on people's couches. Uh, I think he managed to do a little bit better before he wound up in hospital. But at that point in time, I was just so angered that somebody like that was being so disrespected blatantly. It was just... I'm glad that you yeah. brought that up because you're right. I, a lot of people might know uh, not know about the behind-the-scenes stuff, but he, did, he, he didn't have really much family. Uh, mm-hmm. A family member of his named Brian messaged me later on, and he was living, I think, with Brian toward the end, and then he went to Palm Springs. But before that, he was bouncing around, yeah, on couches of, of people that were nice enough to let him stay there. But yeah, he d- did seem like he was a little bit disrespected of those places he was going Mm-hmm. For this great mind that he was, but you know that's that's the thing about Jordan is I don't think he necessarily cared. I, I always tell this story. I think it's so funny. I mean, no disrespect. I'd get him on video. He'd be there in his underwear, and he'd be like, "All right, let's do the show." <laughs> <laughs> I see. I was going to mention that, but I thought I shouldn't. But I'm glad you did. He, no, it's yeah, great. He do that. You know, that was funny. He was I'd be fun. like, I mean, I got to, I got to put a shirt on and some pants. I got to have like some level of comfort here. And he, and maybe you know, he's comfortable in his underwear. He gets on the show, and I'm, I'm like, "Are you ready to go?" And we're going to start the show. And he's like, "Yep, I'm ready." He's there, he's there in his underwear, and I'm like, all right, here we go. And he's there in his underwear, and he's like, all right, uh, there's no man on a cross. Uh, all right, uh, there's uh, the, the, the courts. They've got you by the balls. And uh, just stop stop watching TV and drinking beer. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm so glad you brought that up, dude, because I, I totally forgot about it. And I, I'm only 51 now, but I get it. 
half, yeah, half yeah. the time I'm sitting here in my underwear too, for all you know I am. <laughs> That's the secret you know, of radio. That's the secret of radio. If you're doing radio shows half the time, you never know when. They, you, they might be in their underwear if you're listening to a show. <laughs> <laughs> Chances are we are, Chances folks. are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've only got about two minutes here. Is there anything else? We got a, a Jack, our co-host, who's, who's actually really good friends off air with, with Jordan Maxwell. He's going to come on and talk to us a little bit. Anything else you want to share with us? You know what? Um, no, I think uh, just for the listeners, make sure you guys tune in uh, with Ryan as often as you can. He's got some great information. And Ryan, thanks a lot for reaching out and letting me be a part of this. Yeah, absolutely. We should have you on the show sometime. Come back and talk That'd to us. That'd be great. Yeah, and uh, quid pro quo, I'll have you on mine as well. Sounds wonderful. And we're not really promoting a lot of stuff tonight. That's not why we're having people on. But let us know where we can find your show anyway. Stephen Crawford. Uh, it's revolution.radio, plain and simple. Revolution.radio. And the name? The name is The Red Pill, the current show. The Red Pill. All right. Revolution Radio. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about Jordan Maxwell, the great uh, godfather of, let's say, conspiracies and language and pretty much everything else. You have a great night, guys. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Ciao. Again, you're listening to The Secret Teachings, the Jordan Maxwell Memorial Show. Jordan was on this show about nine times over the years, Jordan and I talked quite a bit off air. He would call me once in a while, and we'd have some good conversations. He was also really good friends with one of our co-hosts, Jack, from the Messenger of Information website, messengerof.info. And Jack was also on a couple of those episodes of The Secret Teachings with myself and Jordan. I know, Jack, you had a couple of good off-air conversations with Jordan. Whether he was in a, in a good mood or a bad mood, it was still kind of a good mood to listen to Jordan Maxwell talk Jack, our good friend and co-host. Jack, how are you doing? And uh, I'm doing doing fine, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. You, you uh, have any stories to share about Jordan Maxwell? I know we had a lot of uh, good talks with him together and uh, separately. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad that I actually did the first show uh, back in 2016 with you and Jordan. Yes, and I you think did. I was on, co-hosted two, maybe three of the other times. And, and then you did a, a, quite a few shows uh, just with Jordan. But, uh, I mean, I, I feel honored and privileged to, I've never met him in person. You had uh, the luxury of meeting him in person, which is awesome. Um, but, uh, yes, just through the interviews that we did with him on the secret teachings. And then I did have quite a few, uh, Skype conversations with him. It was, always late at night. Um, that was always the best time to catch Jordan. And, uh, the later, the better. And oftentimes he was sitting in his office in, in a, in a white undershirt at his <laughs> desk. So I kind of will always have that image of Jordan. And, um, you know, I just look at Jordan, he, the word to describe him in my mind is trailblazer or pioneer, because really I don't know of anyone. I mean, I know there have been all kinds of books written and everything, but as far as leading the pack, as far as exposing truth in today's world, um, I think everyone's pretty aware that Jordan was was the first. And I know he helped uh, David Icke. Uh, yes, he did. The ball rolling yeah. as well. Um, so, he, he was the godfather is what I've been yeah. calling him. He's the godfather. Yeah, the godfather. And, uh, you know, I think with Jordan – I um I will always remember him for one other thing too, and that was him doing the introduction on Zeitgeist. On oh, that's right, Zeitgeist. To me, that was some um, very pertinent information that that he gave, and very powerful. I thought uh, his words, 
and uh, he he was, I think, um, you know, the first time we were on with him, I remember I made it a point to tell him that I loved him. I think you told him you loved him, and I I also wanted him to know how well he was loved around the world and how much he was appreciated. He had a hard life, Ryan, you know that. Um, with his with his identity being stolen, and and as a matter of fact, I'm sure you've probably done it. But uh, remember, his website is still uh, up on the internet, and it is jordanmaxwellshow.com. Yes, the other um, the not, other ones are basically thieves that stole his yes, information, correct. content, etc. And and don't they actually have like? Didn't they? I don't want to even promote it, but there's their website was like the real Jordan Maxwell or something. Yeah, it says I went to it uh yesterday and it says the official the official website of yeah so you got to be careful um about that so that you know and then his research society uh where he could disclose information in a private setting that he couldn't expose in a public setting so people can still hopefully sign up for that it's 30 dollars for the you know lifetime now they probably won't be adding anything to it but there's some good information on there um yeah i didn't i don't i I, I didn't have any information on how that's going to be handled. Right. Um, I right. Haven't, I haven't spoken to his relative in a while. I need to probably give him a call to see if they're going to put the money into you know a memorial or how they're going to do this because he didn't have a lot of family. So correct, and that, and that's why I always I always had compassion for Jordan because I don't know if he felt lonely. I and I think there's a difference. I know in my mind I. There's a difference when I feel lonely compared to being alone. But I think at the bare minimum, Jordan felt alone. Um, You know how frustrated he used to get by the ignorance of people, that they just didn't pay attention. They weren't – they didn't have inquiring minds. Um, I think that was his biggest frustration. I think that was always a burr under his saddle. But I I always felt – kind of bad for him because he didn't have family. I believe he was married, um, but was divorced quite some number of years ago. So, uh, you know, I just think that the work that he did was significant to assist humanity. Everything that that man talked about was almost like revolutionary. I mean, from the language, the language was the thing that I always loved. Yes. Love the way he broke that down. Yeah, the way he broke down the real true meanings of words and phrases. And it and it was always to me, I love that. Not just him. Others will do it, but he does it. He used to do it a lot. And remember how he always would like spell words too? Yes, like he would yes. say a word and then he would spell it. He had a very sharp mind. Very sharp mind. I played some of the clips earlier in the first segment tonight, just sort of my experience before I've gotten some other people on, uh, like you. We got Brad Olson coming up, uh, Leo Zagami, Kriston Harris, and some others. Uh, we had uh, a couple of clips. One of my favorite, I just clicked on a random show and I found it immediately, was the story of Peter or Jupiter and Peter or Potter the Father and the Roman Catholic Church and how they're worshiping Jupiter or, or Zeus. And that was a story that one of the few things that I had learned later on in my career that I did not know, but it made a lot of sense. And Jordan explained that. And I was sitting there on the show just with my mouth open thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is like crazy. I love this information. <laughs> this is insane. I got to I got to put this in a book or something. I got to you know, put this uh, into writing. 
Um, because you know, we you know Jordan. Uh, he didn't. I mean, he had a few little books and some do- documentaries, but his uh, I think his whole uh, catalog is basically on radio. And I I wanted to document some of the stuff that he was talking about. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel bad because we did talk to him about trying to do a show or shows uh, as a biography for him, and it just never materialized. And I feel kind of bad that we weren't able to do that because I don't really know how much is known about Jordan's life. And he, he talked about certain things when he was younger and stuff. But um, the, the, that, the girlfriend and the aliens? Yeah, and just you know, growing up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, his knowledge of the legal system, I learned a lot from him on that and, and the wordplay involved with the criminal justice system. Um, and then I don't know that there were too many more, uh, people out there more knowledgeable about the uh, history of religion. I mean, I think he was a great theologian. Yes, he was. Yes, he, ab- he was a theologian. That, he- that was his really his passion. He told us that um, like that was his first passion that he really delved into in great detail. I actually had played a clip of that earlier. We were talking about uh, Islam, which means basically to subjugate, and then Catholicism, which means to have this universality to to everything. Anything that's everywhere is universal. It's it's Catholic, and then uh, you know just Christianity and what these different just the names of religion, what they mean, let alone what the the basis yeah. of that religion is. He was a master at that. Yes, and I, I remember him saying that people don't even know what they're involved with that are religious. You know, they just buy into whatever they're told from the the person standing up at the pulpit, you know, telling them what to believe and what God thinks and, you know, how to interpret the Bible, um, what the Bible means, etc. And I thought that was a, a very pertinent point that he made is like, People really should go back and understand the history of the religion that they follow so that they know what it's truly about, so that they know what they're giving their energy to. You know what? I, lo- I love the uh, I really, really love the way that he broke down marriage and that he broke down uh, the court system. You know, it's a court. Yeah. They've yeah. Got you by the balls. It's a racket. <laughs> and then, and then in marriage, you know, you, you consummate the marriage, you show each other the goods. It's a business transaction, your wife yeah. or your, you know, your husband, that's your partner in business. Yes. And of course, um, all the things that he knew about what went on in Hollywood. And that's where I wish, I think there were some things he really wanted to talk about there. And, uh, I was kind of hopeful that maybe he did leave some information, um, to be released upon his death. Um, it would have been nice if he would have left that with you. I know he had a, a tremendous respect for you because he respected anyone who t- took the time to seek truth and do the research and do the study. Um, and I, I know he always respected you. I, I remember that you've got the one promo. Uh, you're probably playing it during this show. I do have the promo um, here. Yeah. Right. Where he, he, he's had some kind words for you. I have that promo here. I played uh, a little bit of it earlier. Yeah, he said, I think it took about three minutes, but he said some of the kindest things anybody's ever said about me. And that was one of the first times he was on the show. He really, really enjoyed it. It's very humbling. That's pretty much all I can say. Yeah, and he was a humble guy. You know, he looked at himself as just an ordinary Joe, and uh, he was extraordinary, no question about it. 
you know what I loved about Jordan Maxwell was the uh, the way that he could literally I, I, I'd get him onto the the video to do the show, and he would just be there in his underwear and a you know a, a dirty white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and he would, I'd be like, uh, Jordan, can you hear me? He's like, uh, yep, I can hear you, Ryan. So can we, uh, we get started here in a second? You all good? He's like, I'm ready. Th- I'm more ready now than I've ever been. I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. Let's go. And I was just thinking like, you know, when I'm doing a show, I got to kind of prepare a little bit in terms of like my setting. I don't know my, yes, like, he's just there in his underwear. He's like, all right, let's go. He's like, there was no man on a cross, you know, <laughs> he's like, all right, uh, they got you by the balls. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, uh, the great ones like like Jordan and David Icke, and I'll put you in that same category, it always blows my mind that you folks don't really need scripts. It just, that information just flows, and you have that memory to be able to recite that information again. And also, I think, too, you know, Jordan obviously had a deep understanding of what was happening in the world and he was able to articulate that and make it easy to understand. And David Icke is the same way, and, and you kind of follow in that same path. Take take the complex and, and make it easy to understand for the common man. That That is a, 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 a trait, a quality, a talent, God-given talent maybe, but uh, he certainly was able to do that. Uh, again, a godfather, a master at it. Is there anything else, Jack, that you want to share with us? Jack is our no. co-host, uh, Messenger of Information dot info messenger of dot info is on the show a lot yeah. with us he was on some of the original jordan maxwell shows that we did here on this broadcast and by the way i have all of the jordan maxwell shows completely free there shouldn't be any advertisements in them they're all on the website at the secret teachings dot info under the free archive it's a jordan maxwell tab click on that and you can listen anything else you want to add jack just i again you know honored to have met him wish i would have been able to meet him in person that never happened but uh I just think we we need to continue to carry the torch, each and every one of us, for what Jordan started. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not necessarily carrying it because he started it, but listening to people like Jordan Maxwell, probably more than anybody else in terms of this type of information, uh, Jordan really was not only the godfather and a master of all this, but Jordan Maxwell, for me, was kind of like a mentor for a lot of these things. And I very, I, I very much felt incredibly humbled by what what you just said jack because i know that he he respected me a lot and that's it's kind of a a a strange thing for me to to think about that jordan maxwell really respected me i always respected him you know and that's just kind of a funny thing it was mutual yeah it was absolutely mutual i know you got to talk to him a lot off air too and he he did actually tell me we only got about a minute and a half here but he did actually tell me like two or three really deep important things that I'd, I'd have to really sit down and think about it. I think I took notes on it when I met him that uh, he never talked about publicly. I don't know if it'd even be okay to share those things at some point, but he did tell me a few things, you know, kind of off the record that were pretty right. astounding. Yeah, I remember that when you, you met with him. I think he had dinner. Yeah. I yeah. just felt bad that, you know, towards the end of his life, he, he was just kind of bouncing around and he kind of had to rely on other people to help him out. He, he didn't have a whole lot of money because of, you know, the theft that occurred heard uh, by those people stealing his work um i think he had a he had a successful life and 81 years old i feel like jordan maxwell uh he went out the way that you know he was accomplished and it was uh it was okay yeah i think um the one last thought i would like to give is really that we need to celebrate his life yes but we also need to celebrate his death because i do know that 
he was ready to go. He's been ready to go, you know, for several years now. I mean, he he told me that Jack, um, we, we, in our conversations. We so. got like 10 seconds. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Messenger of info. That's Jack, our co-host. Spent a lot of time with Jordan Maxwell. Tonight is the Jordan Maxwell Memorial Show. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We've got Leo Zagami, Brad Olson, and others coming up in the next hour. Stay with us. You didn't have to be ignorant and ill-informed and taken advantage of because you didn't know what's going on. You wanted that, so that's why you are today ill-informed, unread, and don't understand how government works or where religions come from or how the banks work or, or how your life operates. Nobody seems to know because nobody was cared to know. The truth is out there, and so are we. Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Now look at the word father. First of all, if you go back to the ancient Sanskrit language, 
Father is Pitter, P-I-T-A-R, is father in the Sanskrit. The old Persian language, of father, the word father is also P-I-T-A. Uh, in Sanskrit, P-I-T-A-R, but in the <clears throat> old Persian, it's P-I-T-A. While in Greek and Latin, father is pater, P-A-T-E-R. <clears throat> so the ancient word for God was pitter or pater. We've heard that term, pitter, pater. No, pitter, pater is the two words in the ancient languages for the father. Again, in the ancient Greek, the word father god was Zeus, uh, and so he would be referred to as Zeus Pater, P-A-T-E-R, Zeus Pater. Hello, folks, this is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you're listening around the world. A special edition of the Secret Teachings, the Jordan Maxwell Memorial Show. For those of you who don't know, Jordan Maxwell, the Godfather, passed away at 81 years old a few days ago. And I wanted to wait a few days to get all the details before we did anything, before I said anything, because Jordan and I were pretty close. Jordan was close to a lot of people, though, and we've had couple of people on the show so far tonight to talk about their experience and uh, some laughs that they had with Jordan, some of the things they learned. We have a lot of people coming up in this segment. In the next segment, we've got Kristen Harris coming up later. We've got Brad Olson coming up later. And right now we have the one and only Leo Zagami from leozagami.com, author of a number of books on the occult and the Illuminati and all this that you're so interested in, especially if you're a follower of people like Jordan Maxwell. Leo Zagami got to spend a lot of time with Jordan. Leo, welcome back to The Secret Teachings. What can you tell us about the great Jordan Maxwell? Well, I actually went to visit him uh, last uh, week, but unfortunately when I arrived there, he was in hospital trying to uh, get rehabilitated after uh, he had some problems, of course. Uh, We know he had some health issues Uh, In the last few months, uh, they were kind of aggravating. So uh, I guess, though, that at the same time he spent uh, um, the last year or so he had here in the Coachella Valley uh, in a very good way because he was taken care of by my dear friend Brian Vecchio, who is now also with me, the co-founder of the Order of the New Dawn, which uh, will... uh, uh, we actually was already supposed to launch his activities with an official website and everything next month. So I guess that now it's going to become, of course, a tribute uh, to uh, a man that has, as you have uh, remembered in, uh, during the course of your show, uh, inspired a lot of people, including myself. So it was uh, with great sadness, of course, that I had... Uh, of his passing, but I wasn't really that surprised because uh, of uh, the problems he had. Though he had uh, some improvements uh, lately because he, in the later years, he had finally discovered now, actually in the last few months, the joys of smoking marijuana. (laughs) 
which kind of like brought him uh, from the stage of uh, times being like it happens often to older people a little bit grumpy to instead being much more happy and uh, much more smiley. So at least he kind of enjoyed it. Uh, so Jordan Jordan goes his whole life 60 years he would always tell us on the show he'd be like look the courts have you by the balls it's all a racket like a sports game he says he says that people are just on drugs and they're drinking too much alcohol and you're stupid you're not paying attention he can finally relax he smoked some marijuana and he passed peacefully we can hope well uh, uh, he was definitely uh, close to to people who really took care of him in the past, unfortunately, Jordan has uh, had been the victim of more than one um, attempt to defraud him of even his own uh, name. It was really sad that uh, he had put himself in the hands of uh, people who really didn't care about him, uh, but wanted to just take advantage of his image, of his legacy, of his name. And uh, I'm really glad that at the end, at least he had people who really cared about him, who didn't really care about, uh, you know, they really wanted him to have a good time. In fact, we had started, uh, thanks to um, our common friend, Mike Anthony, uh, to, um, uh, to meet on a regular basis uh, in the last couple of months at his uh, home uh, for a sort of a book club which uh, then turned out to be a way for Jordan to uh, get engaged and uh, meet people uh, who had a lot of interest in his work and uh, would bring around a lot of uh, weird stuff, books, things. So That had to have been uh, really good for his spirit. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and I think that was really a great thing that uh, that the, that that all of us were trying to do in the last few months since he moved here in the Coachella Valley. Uh, and uh, of course, last summer it was pretty warm as it usually is around here. And you have been here, of course, uh, uh, many times. So you know how it is around here. But um, he, he actually had a nice swimming pool, a nice house. Uh, uh, they were uh, uh, making sure he will, he, will, he will get the finest food, supplements and everything else. So really, from, from where he was before, in a situation also in, in Arizona where he was staying that was really not that great, yeah, I'm, I went out there to where he was outside Flagstaff. Yeah, he just had like a tiny little room office. And I think they were friends he was staying with, but he, he was not happy there. No, no, he wasn't happy. And uh, he, he, it was really a big change for him here because here he had a big house. He had uh, uh, really people that really took care of him and every every need. And, and didn't really want anything back apart from his own good. So... Uh, we tried to take care of him, uh, also um, relaunching his image. Uh, as you have noticed in the last few months, there was also a Facebook account. There was a YouTube, uh, new YouTube. There were, there were different things. You have to understand that at one point, Jordan was really uh, brought uh, in, into, into a bad place because of uh, the, these people who apparently and not only didn't take care of him, but uh, at one point they involved him in a fraud many years ago. Some people who were supposed to 
uh, take care of his activities, uh, involved his, his name in a fraudulent activity that ended him up in court. I don't know if you, of course, probably you know about this. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about it on the show before. And they took a lot of his, uh, his content, his image, and all that. Yeah, in two separate occasions, because uh, uh, he trusted first some people who uh, basically ended up selling some kind of, uh, I don't know if it was like a car license, and it was completely legal, of course, uh, and, and they made it using uh, Jordan's name. And then in the other case, instead, they literally took Jordan Maxwell's name, and he was not allowed. They wanted something like sixty or $70,000 to have back his own name. So... That was really bad. I mean, I felt really sorry for him that he had all these problems. Then he also, as you know, he was the heir to all the archives of Manly Piol that unfortunately, though, went lost in Panama when he... There was a fire, wasn't there? Yeah, there's a fire. So there was really <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, things that didn't go as they should have in his life. And I think that... Uh, uh, gradually, they made him like um, more and more sad. So it was a great change instead to come here. And uh, within a few months, we get we got him not only back on his feet, but also um, he was uh, like like I said, he discovered the pleasures of marijuana. He discovered also uh, how nice it was to have people who really didn't want anything from him aside from his great knowledge and his company. And that was also what became the initiative brought forward by our friend uh, Mark Anthony, uh, who, who is a gentleman who does a little bit of uh, comedy, stand-ups and things, but who was really into uh, studying Jordan's uh, uh, work. And then we had also some other people. It was, it was interesting because I always try to film all these events that we had in his uh, in the place where he was staying in Palm Desert. So I kind of constructed a little archive, which of course now I cherish um, with uh, you know with these lunches, these dinners, these uh, meetings we had, these chats every now and then. Maybe somebody will come over uh, uh, from uh, some somewhere else in the United States. Uh, uh, we had uh, my friend Christian T. Harris, uh, who is a great investigative journalist um, who does the Runaway Live. Uh, the Rundown Live. Yeah, he's going to be on the show uh, later tonight. Yeah, Rundown Live. Yes, Rundown Live. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, with all these names, I get confused. It's, it's, it. the, it's the marijuana, Leo. No, well, <laughs> actually, I must say the truth. I don't really use that much marijuana in the daytime. I don't use at all any marijuana because I think that, and this was the same thing for Jordan. He discovered um, under a suggestion that the best thing was simply to use marijuana to go to sleep because he had a big problem with uh, insomnia. For he, was, he was always up all night. Yeah. Br Brad yeah. Olson told us that. I mean, I, he would call me sometimes at two in the morning and, and want to talk. Yeah, but that that wasn't healthy for him in the end, you know. So, but he was he was happier though, is what you're telling us. That that's what I want to know. He was happier yeah, toward the end. Absolutely, was happier. Uh, he, like I said, he got less grumpy. He kind of like really was. I have some, you know, I have some great pics of uh, of one of our meetings that we did, uh, you know, where, where we all shared uh, uh, our common experiences, and we created also. 
what I discuss in my later book, The Great Reject. In fact, I cite Jordan here in my uh, latest book, Confessions of an Illuminati, Volume 7, because uh, he was inspirational to all of us. And uh, there was something that he begged me to do in this book, which I would like to tell to your uh, listeners if you want. Yeah, certainly, Leo. Go ahead. He was, because of what happened with his name, Jordan Maxwell's name, of course, that wasn't his um, his initial name. He was born with a name, and then he took on no this uh, Jordan Maxwell, which, by the way, he is is is, is a character that is found in a, I think in a Madame Blavatsky writing. So, um, but he was really assertive of wanting uh, this to be his only name. So he said, Leo. I want people to call me only and remember me as Jordan Maxwell. And can you say that, please, in your book? So, you know, I was like about to finish writing this volume seven and I went back on it (laughs) and I specifically went back on it to make sure that uh, there was this, uh, this, this, this little thing. It wasn't a big thing, but it made him happy when I eventually managed, fortunately, to give him the book when it came out uh, in February. And, uh, and it made him very happy because uh, he was like going on and on about the fact that his only name was Jordan Maxwell. So I, uh, in the book I wrote, uh, I can cite from my book if you want, yeah, we've got about a minute and a half, so okay. if, if you want to no, hurry, have, go ahead. Okay, now we are entering the climax of this long-planned crisis. The people like me, Alex Jones, David Icke, and of course, the legendary Jordan Maxwell, the only name you should use for somebody known as the godfather of secret societies, who has been warning about this for decades before everybody else, and has now joined the Great Reject Project, understanding before others its importance. Thank you so much, Ryan, for this. Uh, um, I'm kind of like a little bit touched uh, when I remember the, these moments uh, with uh, Jordan. And uh, so it's uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate it, Leo. I know you spent a lot of time with him at the end, and I think everybody will be happy to know that he was happy and he wasn't so uh, down and depressed toward the end there. Absolutely, absolutely. We had plans for him right until the last day. Uh, it, it was like when when I went to visit him and Brian was there uh, last weekend, we discussed uh, the launch of his uh, uh, new uh, website for the order of the new dawn, which I think uh, it will be still a great project for the years ahead. So I, I'm going to maybe tell you more about it uh, with Brian Vecchio, maybe on a future date. All right, that sounds good, Leo. You have a really good night. LeoZagami.com. LeoZagami, thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. All right, bye-bye. All right, and up next is Brad Olson. Brad spent quite a bit of time with Jordan as well. Brad is the author of the Esoteric Book Series. He's been on The Secret Teachings many times, a good friend of mine going back many years. Brad, thank you for coming on the show and talking to us about Jordan Maxwell. How are you? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing great. I was driving all day yesterday, coming back from a conference in Sedona, and you told me the news that Jordan had passed and kind of threw me off a little bit that day, but thought about all the moments I had with him and all the information he shared with the people. And it's uh, something that's inevitable. We're all going to pass someday. And let's hope we are remembered 
as fondly as Jordan Maxwell and can give so much knowledge to the people as he did. The, the seriousness and the humor uh, that go together with Jordan, whether he was trying to be humorous or not. I loved when he would talk about the, the courts and the rackets and the balls and how they've got you by the balls. And I, <laughs> his, you know, you, you, you're just watching too much TV. You're just drinking too much alcohol. You got to stop that. Stop taking the pills and read a dictionary. <laughs> I love those, those comments. So many great Jordan Maxwell quotes, some of which I even use. I did a interview with uh, Laura Eisenhower a week ago, and she says, how did you get this way? And, and I quoted Jordan. I said, I'm just an ordinary guy who is into extraordinary ideas and concepts. And in fact, I had the opportunity of introducing him for his Lifetime Achievement Award and he's actually reposted that video too. He re- misspelled my name, Olson, but uh, that's alright. We'll, forgive, for, we'll that. forgive him that. <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned that along with uh, some of his great one-liners about uh, the banks are on the bank of a river, and the current is the currency that flows. That's right. Yeah. And he smiled, and he really appreciated it. So I had my own little Jordanisms that I dropped in that uh, introduction. I remember being in San Francisco with you, Brad, and I think we gave Jordan a call one night really late, and he just kind of went off like it was an interview. Do you remember that? I think I do. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jordan, I've had, I think I had Jordan on the show like nine times, and no matter how many times he uh, repeated some of the same stuff, it was, it was always just as usually profound as any other time. No matter how many times you heard it, it was just kind of so unique in this world of radio and I think I kind of call this guy, Jordan Maxwell, the godfather of conspiracy. He, he was doing this for 60 years. Wow. We can only be so lucky, Ryan, to go that long. And similar to you, I've known about Jordan Maxwell for many, many years, followed him with his videos and some of his other material that he put out. And I know he went through a hard time with people stealing his material and yep. um, had, had a lot of... Uh, ups and downs in life, but don't we all? But he always persisted. And that's what I really admired about the guy. He was always about the truth, getting out there and helping people to understand it. And so for many, many years, I knew about Jordan Maxwell. And my story about him, it is a bit humorous. Yes, please tell us. Please tell us. My very first time that I got to meet him, which was at a uh, conference down in L.A., And uh, I had not met him yet, but, of course, revered him as such a great teacher and was so looking forward to him. And then the circumstances of meeting him for the first time was the event producer says, well, we're we're putting people together uh, in rooms, some of the speakers, because the rooms are so expensive. And uh, I said, well, well, that depends. Who am I with? He goes, well, I'm going to put you with Jordan Maxwell. So, well, I guess – that's fine. So he walked me up to the room and right before we opened the door, he goes, well, Jordan might be sometimes a little ornery. So just be really nice to him. I said, I'm always <laughs> nice to everybody. And this guy's one of my heroes. Certainly look forward to meeting him. And so we opened the door and there's Jordan in his tidy whities and like a wife beater undershirt <laughs> with a remote control in his hand, standing in front of the TV and said, hey, this is Brad Olson. You guys are going to share the room. And he was just kind of like, oh, hi, how are you? And put my bags down, said some niceties. And 
thinking I had to run right away, so we didn't really get a chance to talk. But the very next night, Ryan, and I had a I had a very early talk the next morning, and we sat laying in bed together, two separate beds, of course, talking till the wee hours of the morning. And I just had to get up uh, a couple hours later. But I tell you what, that was some of the greatest time I ever spent. And if I didn't perform as well the next morning, well, so what? Yeah, I think it. <laughs> I think it I was got worth a it. One on one with Jordan Maxwell, and, and we just bring something up, and we both add to it. And he was so brilliant at any hour of the day. He's a great guy. Any hour of the day, any age. He was yep. just as sharp at eighty, eighty-one as he was when he was, you know, sixty, fifty, whatever. Did, and did, so ever since then, we we would call each other. Uh, hey, there's my old bunk mate. <laughs> I see him <laughs> at other conferences, and oh, he was so smiled to see me one time i was walking by hey brad come over meet some people and always so personable too that's what i think i'll always remember about jordan is the humility and the friendship yes and what a area of knowledge that he could pull from at any given moment he really was like the godfather i mean he he had connections to everybody everybody respected this guy nobody wanted to cross jordan you know minus those people that stole his website and his information but he was really like a godfather he was, and he put so many ideas into our minds about uh, the secret government and the revelation of the method, how they go about doing what they do and how they reveal themselves. And he was really so spot on in finding these little tidbits that he could pull out and weave together, turn it into an hour presentation with everybody just listening to every syllable of every word that he spoke. I can only try to be as good of a public speaker as Jordan Maxwell because he was truly the godfather, truly the master at the English language as well as delivering his presentations. That's right. A lot of people look at Jordan, they think of conspiracies, which of course is appropriate, but Jordan was a master of language. Yeah, whether it's the banks on the bank of a river and the currency, as you had said, or we're looking at things like the birth canal and your house being underwater and maritime law. Uh, or marriage. I love it when you talk about marriage and how you know marriage is a contract. You have marriage license, and you show each other the goods on marriage night, <laughs> and you have this uh, this exchange of goods, and you know it, it's your partner, your business partner. I mean, that stuff is so fascinating. No matter how many times I hear it, and you rem- may remember the very first time you heard Jordan Maxwell, and for, for me, it was it was cognitive dissonance. It was the first time I'd heard about all these things. I thought how could this guy know all this stuff? But as time went on and as proof would lay itself out for us, here it is. It's all true. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you tell me that night in the, the hotel, didn't he go out and just, he kind of went out all night. Wasn't that in LA? Yeah, it was in LA and he is a night owl. He was very much <laughs> loved the night and would sleep till noon or two o'clock in the afternoon the next day. And that was his thing, but he was from LA and he told some great stories of his time in L.A. Uh, with the movie stars and all the underbelly inner workings of Hollywood. And again, it's kind of like cognitive dissonance. You hear it and you think these people in Hollywood are such heroic beings. Well, they're not. They're pretty much sold out and compromised. Degenerates. Like yeah. And so th- when you hear it then um, through Jordan's mouth, because he had so much credibility in this field, 
you kind of got to scratch your head and think he's probably right about this too. Again, if it's the first time you hear something. When I met him, I met him in Flagstaff like three, four, three and a half, four years ago. And we sat in the car for a couple of hours and talked. And then we went out to eat and he was telling me about some of the places in Hollywood where some of these celebrities took him, people he knew and trusted. And, uh, you know, you can believe it or not believe it, but he said they took them, uh, took him to these places in the Hollywood Hills where they performed very, very, let's call them satanic, for lack of a better word, sacrifices of actual human beings or animals. And these were some of the Hollywood elite that would go up there and do that. And you know, and I know that sometimes he would say things on the record or off the record. Yes. Oh, yes. And there were things <laughs> that you just mentioned, Ryan, and I, I got a couple of these stories from him as well that he didn't really want to out that celebrity or, or this whole thing or felt that the audience would just find it too disbelieving. But look, in this era of Pizzagate and Pato Wood, I mean, we're all kind of seeing Jordan was right again. Jordan was right again. Jordan was right about a lot more than, uh, you know, I, that I can even remember. I just listened to kind of, I listened to some of the shows I did with him today, and I kind of forgot some of the things that, that uh, he was saying. Uh, Brad Olson with us this evening. We got about a minute and a half, two minutes left, Brad, if there's anything else you'd like to add about Jordan and uh, the experiences you had with him. Just that he was such a great influence to me in my early years of researching and understanding these subjects. And then when I did have the wonderful opportunity of meeting him and having dinner with him one-on-one and these discussions, he helped me grow as a human being, Ryan. He helped me understand these subjects in the world we live in, which is so convoluted and inverted and upside down so many times, but in his calm and measured way of delivering a message, boy, did he get through to me, Ryan, and I'll never forget Jordan Maxwell. He was one of the greatest minds that ever walked this earth. And you know what? I, I also have a quick story for you as we wind down this segment, Brad. When I, I was talking to John Peasy last night, the comedian uh, on the show, and he, he knew of Jordan, too. He was a big fan of Jordan. And uh, I was telling him that I would get Jordan on these Skype calls to do interviews, or sometimes he would call me just to talk. And usually I'd get, you know, I'd get the video up, and as soon as I'd open it up, Jordan would also be sitting there usually in his, his white underwear, just in underwear, <laughs> maybe in a wife beater. <laughs> and he'd be like, all right, are we going to do this? We can do the show? Like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. Are you ready? He's like, yep, I'm ready. Ready as ever. Let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Same kind of a thing. Anyway, Brad, thank you so much for coming on just for a few minutes to, to talk about Jordan uh, on the Memorial Show tonight. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet, Ryan. Thanks for having me on and always great to memorialize one of ours in the field and uh jordan's words and talks and books will live on forever they absolutely will and uh, we're not really promoting anything tonight but if listeners want to find out more about brad olson where do they go well you can go to bradolson.com olsen one word or cccpublishing.com to check out some of my books and sign copies go through my office if you order a copy off the website all right thanks brad have a good night You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. All right. Bye-bye. And there goes Brad Olson. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast, the memorial show for Jordan Maxwell tonight. We have some other people coming up in the next and final segment. Stay with us. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com This show will be published pretty much anywhere and everywhere that you can find the Secret Teachings You'll be able to download it and listen to it for free. The Jordan Maxwell Memorial Show. Jordan Maxwell passed away 81 years old 
an immense and unforgettable amount of knowledge and wisdom. Stay with us. We'll be back. It's the Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk Entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us for the Jordan Maxwell Memorial Show this evening. For those of you who might just now be finding out, Jordan Maxwell, our good friend, even if you didn't know Jordan Maxwell personally, you might have still felt that he was a good friend all those years, 60 years of research and radio and documentaries and all that. Jordan Maxwell, the godfather, passed away at 81 years old a few days ago. I wanted to wait a few days before I said or did anything, and I thought the best way to respond to it was to do a memorial show where we had some people who knew Jordan very well on the broadcast 
to discuss their experience with Jordan and some of their uh, maybe funny stories that they they experience. We've had uh, Brad Olson on tonight. He told us a good funny story, uh, Stephen Crawford as well. Some people have the same funny story because Jordan was kind of a comical guy, uh, very wise, very smart. And uh, Kriston Harris is going to tell us a little bit about his experience with Jordan Maxwell. Kriston Harris from The Rundown Live back on The Secret Teachings. Kriston, how are you? Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. I wish it was on better terms, but as we know, uh, it's really not a negative thing as Jordan Maxwell has passed on over, as he would have said, yes, uh, yes. to the next life or to the next great advan- adventure. He truly was a giant in the study of fields of religion, symbology, you know, law, secret societies, occult, Illuminati, uh, whatever you want to call it. He did a lot of in-depth research and my, my story about Jordan is pretty interesting because uh, for years and years, I've been attempting to reach out to him. And I've reached out to a number of occult experts over the years as having a, a fond interest in occultism and secret societies and occult meaning and, you know, everything from etymology and the real history and the pattern recognition of the things of our past and history and finding out what the true meaning of our living and being here is for uh, and having the ability to grow appropriate ideas in our brain. Because if we eat GMO information or bad information, we grow GMO crops in our brain and GMO ideas. If we have organic information and genuine information, we can have a better understanding of what is happening. So I was lucky enough to have a good friend of mine, Leo Lyonzagami, 33rd degree Mason and former alleged Illuminati member of the modern day version, uh, introduced me to uh, Jordan Maxwell while I was in Palm Springs. And since then, after that point, we actually developed a pretty prominent relationship, even talking about doing a show together called The Secret Order. And unfortunately, Maxwell's health uh, took a turn for the worst, and we were not able to do that. But when I met Jordan, we sat down and our conversation was uh, basically around Manly P. Hall's um, interpretation of puzzling passages in the Bible. In fact, Manly P. Hall has a whole book on it and Jordan being a protege, which a lot of people don't know this. He was left with 150 books of Manly P. Hall's research, yes, like his yes. actual diaries, 150 documents uh, of these books. And he asked me, um, he goes, why would Jordan or why would uh, Manly P. Hall leave me with his life's work? And I turned to Jordan and Jordan was sitting in his recliner watching, you know, some conspiracy news, which is typical of Jordan Maxwell <laughs> doing research, even in his, you know, spare time. He's watching uh, stuff that feeds his brain. And we started getting in depth conversation where it seemed like he was like he didn't understand why would Manly P. Hall leave him his life long work. And I said, listen, um, these elitists, these illuminists, these people that are working for education, they understand that. They need somebody to carry the torch. Their work is not done. They need somebody to carry it on. This is a generational study. The research into secret societies, into uh, symbology, into religion, into the etymology and the uh, entry levels and what it all means isn't there in exclusive to one person like Manly P. Hall, I said to Jordan. I said, listen, he, he believed that you could take the torch and you could pass it along and take it to the next level. And that's exactly what Jordan did, whether 
he believed it or not, uh, you know, and it felt like a heavy burden on his soul on whether or not he helped continue or brought to fruition Manly P. Hall's work. And I do believe he was able to do that. I believe that he brought something that was heavily complicated to the average person, something that most people would not have cared about in his age in research until where now we have the ability to have access to all information at our fingertips. And he was able to bring, even to this day, exclusive information that is not readily available on the internet, even in this modern day and age. Jordan Maxwell was a unique and interesting individual that impacted us. And I've been blessed enough to call him my friend in the last uh, year as our relationship. We talked a lot about, you know, etymology of words. Was there a Solomon? Was there a Jesus? And, you know, I, I grew up in a little bit more of the Christian background. So I kind of challenged him a little bit and I tried to make him think in a very respectful way uh, of things that may have changed or may be different in my viewpoint. We had great philosophical conversation while I got to hang out with him in Palm Springs. And uh, it's a very uh, sad uh, thing at the same time that he had passed on because he influenced so many people. Uh, we've lost so many big titans of liberty, titans of free thinking in the last 20 years. I, I, I mean, we lost Jim Mars. We lost uh, Anthony Hilder. Now we lost Jordan Maxwell, William Cooper, all these big names and titans for liberty. And Kev Baker just passed away a few months ago. Yeah. We've had a, a, a tremendous amount of success, though, uncovering these incredible things within etymology, within secret societies, within so-called conspiracies. And Jordan Maxwell really was a uh, godfather. I've been calling him the godfather all night of all this stuff. I mean, he had connections to everybody and everything. And you had a question. Jordan Maxwell had a usually a really good answer that made you think. Yeah, yeah I agree 100 percent. And I had the... Uh I was blessed with the opportunity to write the preface to uh, one of his most recent books, The Language of Symbols. And in the preface, I basically broke down uh, kind of what he did. And I'm going to read it to you real quick here. It says, this book was created to light the path of those who are lost in shadow and searching for meaning and answers. Just as a forest may seem treacherous under the moonlight with its hooting owls and rustling bushes, it soon gives way to the sun, which shows a much different environment of wood blowing in the trees and illuminates the path to enlightenment. Enter ye at the straight gate, for the wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And at and many there be which go and thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Matthew seven thirteen and fourteen. And with the collection of the information that Jordan brought to understand the magic behind words, colors, and symbols we all use in our daily lives and their esoteric meaning, he blessed us the first time the sun deity. Osiris ordered something to be put to paper. It was the rituals in which to worship him. This is how we receive the right, R-I-T-E and right, W-R-I-T, and right angle. The process of putting symbols together to have meaning is not called wording. However, it is called to spell or spelling. What does it mean to cast a spell? In the arcane sense, grammar is the law in which magic must abide by. The first step to understanding what the true meaning of our words are and symbols we wear, use, see, say and respond to every day begins with an open mind willing to adapt mentally morally and spiritually to this information i have dedicated a large part of my research into this and today we celebrate the passing of jordan maxwell and i hope that his knowledge 
of faith, salvation, and what God's truth is and the true meaning of the things in history and the true origin of these traditions can be passed on through all of our hard works. Your work, Ryan, my work, Bruce Montalvo, uh, Leo Lyon-Zagami, and other people who are free thinkers, including his caretaker, Brian, who's a wonderful individual, who have worked tirelessly to help spread truth and information so that we can grow healthy ideas in our brain and actually spread honest truth. His work will not go unnoticed. Jordan Maxwell, author of uh, The Matrix of Power and That Old Time Religion, and a friend of mine. And it's great to also call you, my friend, as you also are a great author, Ryan, and your contribution to the research in secret societies and information. Thank you, Kristan. I really appreciate that. The Rundown Live is your show. We're not here to promote ourselves, but The Rundown Live, Kristan Harris, sharing some of his thoughts and some of his views, some of his experiences directly with the Godfather, Jordan Maxwell. We've got about two minutes left. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, uh, just keep in mind, uh, it was Matthew ten sixteen that said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And we have to remember that what we're up against in this modern world are serpents there to deceive us. There's an esoteric. And just because one thing Jordan always told me, he'd always be like, well, just because it's esoteric doesn't mean it's, you know, magical or nefarious or something that is bad. It means that it's hidden. And don't you want to know what the truth is? Don't you want to know what's in the light, which is in the, the what you can see, not what you can't see? And bringing things to the light allows us to have a better understanding. And Jordan Maxwell devoted his entire life, his entire life, basically to this concept of trying to understand the Bible, trying to understand secret passages, understand the etymology of words and what it all means and liquidation and liquid assets and currency and banks and everything else. And what we can do is continue the research, continue and watch and learn, because even though Jordan has passed, we still have them in the form of his digital identity of Jordan Maxwell, his YouTube videos while they're still up, uh, you know, his books that he has written, which can be un- unaltered because they're in print. Support and uh, share the love of the idea by sharing information that Jordan would have liked out there and uh, bringing that information to the light for us to understand and be more intelligent human beings, uh, to be able to understand what we are up against in this globalist agenda, this great reset, which is preying on us lazy Americans and world, uh, you know, citizens of the planet Earth, per se, and allowing us to be destructive. We can grow good ideas. We can grow better environments for us all. But it starts with your ability to consume healthy information. And that's something that Jordan Maxwell constantly did. He constantly challenged the official religious narrative. We found out where a lot of these religion, tr- religious traditions came from, much like new Americans adopt Christmas as a holiday. That might, might not be something inherently part of their background, but yet they still partake in those traditions as Christians do today with a lot of the occult rituals that we see in the Catholic Church. And, and as, he did a great thing. As Jordan would say, democracy is a dangerous thing. Uh, it is a form of mob rule. Jim Mars used to tell us that as well. So beware of democracy, among so many other things. Kristan, thank you so much for coming on for a few minutes and telling us about Jordan Maxwell and your experience with him. No problem. And let's not forget, get demos and kratos, demonic division and leadership. You know, and that's what it comes down to, democracy. Thanks for having me on, Ryan Gable. And for all those, uh, may Jordan Ra- Maxwell rest in peace. And may you guys honor his memory by sharing some of his uh, catalog today. 
Jordan Maxwell is on our website at thesecretteachings.info. We have a little archive set up for all the shows. You don't have to pay for them. There shouldn't be any advertisements in them. Put all the shows up there. We have nine of them. Go to thesecretteachings.info, click on the free archive, and you can listen to all the shows we did with Jordan. I'm sure a lot of other people have been putting out their shows with Jordan on YouTube and other platforms. So go listen to those, share them, and share the wisdom of Jordan Maxwell, the Godfather. Kriston Harris, The Rundown Live, thank you so much. No problem, Brian. Thank you for having me on, Mr. Gable. Absolutely. You have a good night, okay? You too. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was Kriston Harris from The Rundown Live. Up next, for the last 10 minutes here, the final segment of the show, our good friend from Ground Zero, Clyde Lewis, joining us to talk about the Godfather, Jordan Maxwell. Clyde, welcome back to The Secret Teachings, my friend. What can you tell us about the great, wise Jordan Maxwell and your experience with him? Jordan Maxwell, uh, for me, was an enigma in a lot of respects because I think a lot of people don't realize that the stories that they shape, you know, a lot of people that uh, claim to be hobbyist conspiracy theorists or what have you, you know, Jordan Maxwell was, of course, like you say, he was the godfather. He was the, uh, you know, he was the, you know, wordsmith. He knew origins of words. He knew origins of some symbology. He knew origins of a lot of things. And he was uh, fascinating to actually talk with because of that very reason. I, the last time I saw uh, and had him uh, get together with him was in Las Vegas back, I think, it was like two years ago or a year ago. Uh, I was in Vegas for a conference, and uh, I had not met him. And uh, meeting him was such an honor. And he and I warmed up to each other. I mean, he knew who I was. I knew who he was. We warmed up to each other. And uh, we were having a panel. And uh, I was talking with him and and uh, talked to a number of the other guests. But after the panel, Jordan said, wait a minute, don't go away. And we spent like another hour, maybe another two hours. It went by so quickly in the uh, auditorium. We just sat and talked about things. And I was so just blown away by the depth of his knowledge. It was like I was talking with Yoda, you know, it was, you know, just the older, you know, the older Jedi and I'm the Padawan. And he's it was, me about, it was like that. It wasn't it. Yeah. It was, it was the, you know, the, I was learning from him and most, a lot of what I do um, on the show is, uh, you know, related to Jordan. A lot of syncretists, I think the ones that are like you and, and others who can look into these secret uh, or these not so secret symbols and understand that symbols are what rule the world. And uh, the interpretation of those things need to be solid. I mean, we have a lot of, like I said, a lot of hobbyists out there that the minute they see something, they roll with it and they don't understand the depth of it, whether it be, you know, the, you know, the, the devil fingers or the whatever. All that stuff came from Jordan Maxwell. All that stuff came from, you know, his his working of the word. He, he used words and he was able to go into the origins and etymology of the word to give you an idea of why, you know, we have, you know, things the way they are, to go into the origins of why judges wear robes or why uh, we, we uh, you know, call the Catholic Church the Holy See, why maritime laws exist, why, I mean, all these things you wouldn't think You'd want to know he was there to tell you about them. And when you learn them, it was it was an edifying experience for the background. And to actually go in and study what he has written and what he has done uh, would probably be, I think, a requirement 
for anyone who wants to be or call themselves a person who is into uh, what we call not the occult, but uh, the deeper meaning uh, or the what I call walking out of the margins and, and going further into the depth of why we are the way we are, the, the Jungian aspects of the unconscious mind, the reason why we have certain symbols that we respond to. He was kind of like, um, I guess you'd call the, the conspiracy theorist Joseph Campbell. And in fact, I think he was even better than Joseph Campbell in a lot of ways because, you know, Campbell gave us the basis for why we think the way we think. He gave us the metaphors to think about and the reason why certain things appeal to us. Maxwell the archetypes. Is deeper than that. What's that? Yeah, the archetypes. Yeah, he, he was he was very good at the archetypes. He was very good at all of that. And so, uh, I mean, like I say, I mean, Jordan Maxwell was my first exposure to this. Then came Joseph Campbell. So, in the same in the same regard, I, I look at Joseph Campbell and and Jordan Maxwell in the same realms of, of uh, you know intellect because you know he was the man that you could sit down with and talk with, and he was there to always explain to you why things are the way they are. And it was always a treat. It, it felt like when you were talking to him, everything that was once in the darkness was light. You know, he, he, sh- he shined a light on every bit of the dark corners of humanity. And he shined a light on why we think the way we think and why mythologies matter and why, um, you know, why we need to push aside the entertainment that Hollywood is giving us and, and find out why, you know, we respond to what Hollywood gives us. And, and, and that's why, you know, in a lot of respects, I think you see people, I mean, people like Jay Dyer, for example, and others that I, that I, uh, I, I've remarked about, even you, uh, I think have a lot of, you know, you've, you've been influenced by Jordan Maxwell. I've been influenced by Jordan Maxwell. Uh, there were other greats like Tracy Twyman and others that were mostly, you know, in the same realm of, Jordan Maxwell, but it was Maxwell that was the great teacher. Maxwell was the great sage. Maxwell was the, you know, he, he was the one that had all the answers. He was the one that, you know, you could ask him and he'd give you something right off the bat that would just, you know, set set the stage for uh, more enlightenment. You know, I want to know more. I want to eat more. I want to, it's like a feast. You know, you sit down with him and he was like, he, he'd give you a feast of knowledge and then you'd have to go back and try to ask the cane you know, just what exactly is the meaning of this knowledge? Why does it apply to me? Why do I react the way I react to things? And that's what Jordan Maxwell exemplified in spades. He, he basically gave us, he gave us the way, he gave us the light, and we needed to be able to understand why he was such a great asset, why the light was coming through him, and why he was such a revelatory visionary person that, that uh, I hope that there are people out there that have studied Maxwell, Jordan Maxwell, and they, and they will continue the story that they will keep telling the story that they'll keep talking about these things and they will do it in a way where they respect the research. They will respect the hard work that this man has put into the world and that his legacy will be people who are more informed and more understanding of these metaphors, these symbols, these signs, numbers, all these things that he brought into the picture that was just so synchronistic and, and beautiful. And, and that, that sums up, I think, 
Jordan Maxwell in my eyes. It's infomania. Everything that Jordan Maxwell would say would almost be profound. And even if you knew it, it would make you think again about what you already knew, and it would kind of revolutionize the thought. I mean, when he talked about things like marriage being a contract, you have a license and you show each other the goods on marriage night and you have a partner and then you have maritime laws, you said, Clyde, and you have the house being underwater when you can't pay your mortgage and the, the banks, you know, the river banks and the currency, the money and all these things that no matter how many times I hear them, I know you love wordplay as well. It just stuns me and I have to stop and think we can apply this to virtually literally everything in our world and find these same interesting etymological origins and the whole world begins to look completely different when you look at it through the eyes of someone like Jordan Maxwell. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that, uh, you know, I, like I said, there are a number of people out there that like, for example, you know, that try to analyze the Super Bowl or try to analyze uh, the Grammys or they, they, they try to see, um, you know, something that's, in there and without Jordan Maxwell that never would exist that never would have existed the idea that people can see things and say it's Illuminati confirmed when many of those people don't even know where that comes from they just know that you know it's funny how most of these Christian uh, watchdogs that say that there's a lot of satanic imagery everywhere don't realize that they got it from one of the greatest occult minds of all time and that's Jordan Maxwell <laughs> I, I just true. don't think they understand all that started with him, you know, it, it, it started with him. And, uh, and, and that's the thing that's most hilarious is, and, and he was like, what? He was like, uh, I don't know if you call him a protege of Manly T. Hall, of course. And, um, so he got, here, here he got a, a guy. he got a lot of Manly Hall, Manly Hall left him a lot of his research. Right. So, I mean, if, if, if these guys knew, the origins of what they speak about and how they got that information in the first place, you could trace it all the way back to Jordan Maxwell. And that's what I find that's so hilarious is that most of these guys that talk, quote, much of this stuff, you know, they think that they're being, you know, clever. And in reality, they owe it all to Jordan Maxwell. They owe it all to his research. They owe it all to his, uh, you know, him speaking and, and, and developing this, I guess you could say, Using language as, as, as a sigil, literally, language as a sigil uh, in, his, in his eyes. And I thought that was the most remarkable thing. He could take and you know, deconstruct a sentence or deconstruct a word, and you'd be standing there going, where did this come from? And you realize, that makes sense. You know, it makes sense. You'd go home and you'd, you'd do the research, and certainly all the origins trace back to that. And you're thinking, well, once again, who originated the glancing at something and seeing something hidden in the words, hidden in the art, hidden in the uh, TV show or the Hollywood movie. That you owe to Jordan Maxwell. Every, there's no one else who is better than that. Every year I do and you do the Super Bowl shows and we do the Super Bowl show together and you're right. It's because of people like Jordan Maxwell that we can do that type of thing. And when we look at language, we spell words, right? It casts a spell on us. Every single letter, every single number, even colors, everything is a symbol that communicates to the subconscious and Jordan Maxwell. See, there you go, acting like Jordan Maxwell. Right? <laughs> you just did. You know, casting a spell, when we spell words, you cast a spell. That's what Jordan Maxwell is in right there. And, and we don't even realize that we're doing that. We, we've been so influenced influenced by, by Jordan Maxwell that, you know, you just quoted, you just sounded like him just now. You channeled him. 
because that's how he would say things. That's how he would. And it was like, okay, I can sit here all day and listen to his plays on words, listen to his indications of where, where our phraseology originates and why and why it's magical. And that's the whole point of, of Jordan Maxwell, a magical individual who knew why things happened. He knew, he, he knew why uh, the revelation of the method existed. He knew why and knew how it all was being put together. It was like, you know, you could hand him a Rubik's cube about life and he could have it pretty much figured out within seconds. He was and a, all it would take is just a few words. And there you go. That's Jordan Maxwell. He was a master Jedi. Clyde, thank you so much for coming on tonight and talking to us about the great godfather Jordan Maxwell on the Memorial Show. Really appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. Again, Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero joining us on the broadcast to round out the show tonight. We've had Brad Olson, author of the Esoteric Book Series, World Traveler, Stephen Crawford from The Red Pill Show, Kristen Harris from The Rundown Live, Leo Zagami from leozagami.com, author of The Confessions of the Illuminati series, published actually by Brad Olson, CCC Publishing, and you just heard Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. It's all just a big, incredible story. It's an incredible story about how much people do every day that have no idea in the world what they're doing. Whether it's theology, whether it's etymology, the basis of language, where words come from, what words mean. That was one of my favorite things that Jordan would talk about because I was interested in that before I even knew who Jordan Maxwell was. And I developed a, a, a love for his work when I started to listen to what he had to say about that type of thing. And uh, just always blew me away and fascinated me. Even when I learned something new and then I heard it again and again and again, it was almost always new when I heard Jordan talking about it. It was always just kind of an incredible thing. Every time I heard him break down language, you know, like marriage or maritime law or something like that. And uh, Jordan always, always told me, he said, uh, get a Black's Law Dictionary, which I've had for some time. He's like, get a Black's Law Dictionary and read it. Go out of your way and do something intelligent for a change. As an American, read a dictionary. Go to the law library and read a law dictionary. This is what Jordan would usually say when he's on the show. Get a law dictionary and read it. Get a book and read it. Open your mind. Expand your mind. We actually had a listener that messaged us and said his favorite quote from Jordan was, your mind is like a parachute. It only works when it's open. And your mind can be greatly open by learning about language and looking into a law dictionary, but a Black's Law Dictionary in particular. He also told me uh, the last time I spent time with him, but he's told me this over probably at least the last three years, uh, maybe four years. Because I think I met him like three years ago, so maybe like four years uh, when he was on the show. He said, get the book Fire in the Minds of Men. Fire in the Minds of Men is the book that you want to read if you really want to have a good idea of what's going on in the world. Again, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, gals, for joining us. Thank you for joining us around the world, whenever and wherever you're listening. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm going to leave you with a word from Jordan Maxwell, but remind you that you can find us on social media at facebook.com, Gab and Gitter. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Check out my books on the website. Some of the content in those books, like Occult Arcana, inspired by research conducted by people like Jordan Maxwell, not his research, but inspired by. I learned a lot from Jordan. You can find our Patreon page for behind-the-scenes content. And if you're listening to this show in the radio or podcast player of your choice, uh, or you got the RSS feed from our website or the embed player from our website where you can listen for free, and you want to get rid of the advertisements, please subscribe to the ad-free archive 
So you can download the ad-free shows. You can stream those shows. You get access to all of our montages and all of my digital books. That is what keeps this show on air, broadcasting five nights a week so that we can bring you people like Jordan Maxwell and all the other great names we had on the broadcast this evening to talk about Jordan on this memorial show. Why do you have to go to court? Well, you play, te- you play tennis on a court, play basketball on the court. Uh, how, do you, how do you play tennis on a court? You play with a racket. I mean, the whole entire thing is a racket. Once you understand how the world really works, where the words have come from, what they actually mean, for the first time you can put down the liquor and the pills and all the entertainment and all the movie stars and all this other uh, entertainment and for the first time look at the world that you really live in and find out the bottom line on how the world really works and that's what we're doing here on the secret teachings five nights a week jordan maxwell bless his soul a wise wise man no longer with us but he lives on in our memories and on the many radio shows and documentaries and interviews that he conducted over the years The Jordan Maxwell Memorial Show tonight. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Again, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth.